Hey, it's Jeephawk. In our efforts to optimize the many more much smaller steps, MMMSS, path, we've tried and rejected the shortest distance optimization. Today, let's take up the pin making optimization in which we create specialists, stations, and handoffs. The seeming awkwardness of the MMMSS path pushes us to propose various optimizations. Unfortunately, most of these are based in analogies that flop. They don't actually improve on that path. We call them flop-optimizations, and today we'll take up pen-making. In this flop-optimization, we notice three things. One, that there are separable activities, each of which takes an input and makes from it a different output. Two, that the activities benefit from specialization. And three, that the activities can be seen as stations in a process flow. We take these activities and we arrange them into a directed graph. At its simplest, a straight line from one activity to another. We assign individual workers to each activity and each takes an artifact from the previous activity and hands it on to the next one. Why pen making? Because one of the earliest strong formulations of this idea comes from Adam Smith, the Scottish economist who's regarded as the father of capitalism, and is in the form of a description of a factory for making pens. Irrelevant historical aside, no fair hating on Adam Smith, who was a great thinker and a profoundly moral and decent person. If he saw extractive American-style hypercapitalism as it is today, he'd most likely be horrified by it. In Smith's pen factory, quote, one man draws out the wire, another straightens it, a third cuts it, a fourth points, a fifth grinds it at the top for receiving the head. He goes on to say that the head itself is made with several distinct operations before it's being attached. He identifies up to 18 distinct stations in this process and describes a working factory in which some of the stations are run by the same individual and 10 people can make 12 pounds of pins a day. In the pin-making concept, then, we have a division of labor and we have artifacts moving in sequence through a series of stations run by specialists. For many of my readers, this should sound familiar already, but eventually we'll make it even more so. A pin-making arrangement greatly resembles a kind of machine, only with some of the parts being humans. That's a problem, of course, but not one we'll address today. We'll get there, trust me. Pins, today are made not by humans, but by rather lovely, intricate machines. The theory behind the pen-making idea is that by breaking a step into actions, getting specialists to perform each action, and moving the artifact between these specialist stations in a steady flow, we will finish that step more quickly. The stride will be shorter. Seems reasonable. So what makes us call it a flop-optimization? It flops because a shorter step that's longer than our optimal stride length doesn't help very much. And it flops because it doesn't actually shorten steps in most high collaboration, high creativity settings. Imagine we have a step that is a little longer than our optimal stride length. It's possible in theory that pin making will shorten that step such that it would actually fit in our stride length. If it does, then certainly pin making would be a good idea. But before we consider whether it does or doesn't, notice the very tight constraint of that condition. We have a step that is, quote, a little longer than optimal. That's a narrow applicability. Of all possible steps, the overwhelming majority of them are much longer than optimal. 
And when we apply pin making to a too long step, but it doesn't make the step short enough to be inside our optimal stride length, well, we're right back to shortest distance thinking. We just spent a whole long article explaining why that doesn't work. So then, what if we only apply the pin making strategy when a step is of the right size, a little longer than optimal? Oh, you sly dog. As so often, in theory that will work, because theory doesn't charge us for preparation or control or communication. Smith's Pin Factory had a dozen stations and specialists. Those stations were physically prepared in advance, and those specialists were hired and trained for their specialty, both activities of some cost, even in pin making. To optionally apply pin making on an ad hoc basis, we'd have to have our non-pin making arrangement, our pin making arrangement, our stations and specialists, and switch between them based on our ongoing and continuous analysis of the situation. Yikes, no way that's free. So the point of this first objection is A, that using pin making to shorten very long steps into merely too long steps suffers from shortest distance problems and b that we can't generally just apply pin making in an ad hoc fashion to one step on an as-needed basis notice though this first critique assumes pin making actually works to shorten most steps regardless of step length pin making will take nearly any step make it more efficient and effectively shorten its duration is that actually even true mm. welcome to the second objection there are three factors that make Smith's pin making a reliable optimization. One, the artifact is all that has to move between stations. Two, the specialists reliably and significantly outperform non-specialists. Three, the production system is a directed acyclic graph. Well, whoops. In fact, in the software development trade, none of these three factors actually holds true. Let's take a look. First, in the pin factory, the only transfer from station to station is the singular artifact itself. A wire, a straightened wire, a sharpened wire, a pin head, and so on. In that setting, nearly all of the communication and collaboration is vested in the singular concrete physical object moving between stations. The moving artifact is both necessary and sufficient for the optimization to work. The artifacts in the software world source text, binary images, test results, wireframes, screenshots, flow diagrams, bug reports, and so on, are multiple in nature, partial, abstract, and complicated. They may or may not be necessary, but they're definitely not sufficient. Examples. Use the usual sidebar. I didn't put it in the picture. It's ready, but the Frobisher can only handle blip banks. Don't use flap rods. It's on the shared drive, something something controller design. It happens when you use a name containing Z on UK time on Thursdays, sometimes. Every one of these little snippets, and I'm sure my readers have several others just today, is an example where more than the artifact is necessary to move between stations. It's an example, in fact, of the high need for active collaboration in software development. The artifacts and software are, are just not as simple and orderly and repetitive as a box or frame holding intermediate pin parts. It's not possible to move them from station to station without a very great deal of both support and communication. Second, 
in the pen factory, our specialists reliably and significantly outperform our non-specialists. And to elaborate on this, they do the same thing over and over. They do it day in and day out, approximately forever, and they do it harnessed, but in solo activity. There are a lot of specialties in the software trade, front-end, back-end, language-specific, database, UX, product, testing, documentation, and so on. And given advanced solo tasks in their specialty, they do often outperform non-specialists. So where's the problem? Well, it's several small problems. We're not going to go into them in great detail, but let me just throw you a napkin sketch instead. One, most tasks in the trade are not advanced, so we gain less benefit from specialists. Two, it is rarely possible for a specialist to work in solo mode. See the conversation above. Three, our specialists aren't doing the same thing over and over, but doing different things just in the same domain. Four, specialists are expensive, so we have to optimize their load. Five, specialists are de facto knowledge and technique and language silos. Six, specialists aren't machine parts and they get bored and demotivated. Seven, specialists are bottlenecks just waiting to block flow. Now, don't take this the wrong way. We're not in any way suggesting that we can't benefit from having a highly diverse range of talent and experience and interest in our teams. We need people with special skills and interests. We're saying that turning these people into single purpose workstations, giving them a job that is always and only one kind of activity is a grave error in software development, which is a creative and collaborative endeavor, not an assembly line. This is not a factory. And the third factor in Smith's Pen Factory, there are no cycles between stations. We don't move from wire straightening to wire pointing and then back to wire straightening. There are no loops, and though there are occasional back steps, they're uncommon in manufacturing. In software development, of course, cycles are absolutely an everyday thing. The most common ones occur between development and some kind of validation. Cycles have been built into software development pin making strategies since the earliest days. And aside, we often say waterfall when we mean no cycles. This, as it happens, is completely untrue of Royce's waterfall. His paper and idea has cycles built into every phase. Vilifying a complete misrepresentation of someone's ideas is as old as humanity, I'm afraid. The cycles we notice most often are the ones between a developer and some specialist validator. But very often, there's a ripple effect where resolving one validator involves not just the developer, but multiple other validator specialists as well. A single example will suffice. The developer finishes the appointment booking page. UX says don't sort months in the combo box alphabetically. Product says don't let them book more than three months in advance. QA says don't allow people to book events in the past. And each one of these sends the artifact backwards in the flow, back to the developer station. Because the booker is complicated, each trip back to the developer invalidates previous testing and requires those stations to reprocess it. Finally, at larger scale, the nature of the modern distribution system is such that the whole project proceeds in a series of cycles, from inception to market, then market to enhancement to market to enhancement. Each enhancement puts the same artifact back into the flow. So what these three missing factors, 
insufficient artifacts, comparatively low value from station specialists, and cycles in the flow. What they all mean is that the conditions under which pin making would normally be an optimization simply do not hold in the geek trades. To summarize the whole argument then, there's just two ideas. If pin making worked in software, it wouldn't work often enough or beneficially enough to justify its usage. And pin making mostly doesn't work in software. Just like the shortest distance of optimization, this one sounds good and it looks really cool on a Jira state diagram. But in practice, pin making for software development is just another flop. And there's one more aspect to all this. Drawing up a chart of stations and handoffs and artifacts, hiring to fill it all up, adding parallel streams to scale it, load balancing to optimize it, all of these activities are in fact stunningly difficult to do. In fact, these are all so incredibly difficult, it would take a genius to be able to pull it off at all. And that, my friends, is the third idea we'll be considering in the coming days. The mastermind floptimization. Knowing all, seeing all, controlling all. I'm Jeepa. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, the Change Harvesting Camarada, an informal gathering of change harvesters, is open. Come to jeepahill.org slash camarada and check it out. Join today. The first 50 yearly members get a personal consultation with me, Jeepa. Thanks.